Denver Sports Station, 1043, The Fan. Serious question that I will ask on behalf of someone else asking it. And oh. he'll, he'll join us here in, okay. in, in a moment. Uh, real quick house cleaning. Uh-huh. I know we were just talking about the, uh, the the Dion Prime stuff and that he hates Florida State. Um, and you said, not quite sure why. I don't know the genesis of it. I don't know. But I know him not getting hired there was certainly part of it. But don't forget that story that he told about Kendall Bryles, who was the TCU OC, who was the quarterback's coach and OC at Florida State. They had Shador there when he was in high school. Yeah, but that's, that's a, a different coaching staff. You're still holding like a grudge at your alma mater. Because a coach that was there didn't treat your son the right way, and he's not there anymore. Like that's to me, that's like a little bit too much. Well, yeah. Like well, wouldn't you think? Like like if it was at my school, so Louisiana Lafayette, yep. and and my son was going to go there, and we're going to go to a camp, and one of the coaches just wasn't, you know, treating him like the way that I thought he should be treated. But that coach is gone now. I'm not going to hold that over my university's head. You, you know should, what I'm saying? You definitely shouldn't. Right. But I remember the quote that he sh- shared when Shador turned to him and said, we're never coming back here again. Yeah. So I don't know how that, you know, you just don't know how you, you know, uh, the sensitivity I blame the coach. to it. No, no I blame doubt. that coach. No you know, doubt. Like, like, I don't like that guy. Right. That That's what that's where I would be at. Not my uni- university has nothing to right. do with it. But, right. you know, to each his own. But maybe that combined with right. passing sure. on me. Like, dude, yeah. I am Florida State. Um, so, okay, uh, we'll, 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 we'll circle back to the CU conversation because I got some more buyout numbers I want to bounce off of you, and, and we'll do that with a CU guy, which just happens to be uh, sitting down uh, in our studio here. It's James Merrillat, editor at denversports.com. Uh, I'll ask the question on, on your behalf and let you answer it because I saw you were on Twitter this morning. Um, uh, one, of our, one of our guys sent us your tweet that you believe – you believe, James, that Russell Wilson is being set up to fail in 2023? Already. Yeah. Two weeks in. No, no, no. I've been One th- game in. I've been saying this for three or four weeks. And look, people are going to look at this like it's something malicious. If it's intentional, it's sabotage. I don't think it's sabotage. You can still set someone up to fail, though. You can still put them in a bad position to where, hey, they have very little chance of success here. And I'm sitting in the stands... On Sunday, watching this team play. Same place you stood since 1971. That's right. And I'm thinking, thank God they spent millions on this scoreboard so they could fail to show me replays. Uh-oh. Oh, come Coming on. Coming at the game operations. Wait, wait. so they're not – because I can't see. I, I still I, haven't seen the onside kick. I got I got replays on the TV right in front of me, but so you're not you're – not, Oh, jeez. Um, well, oh. What, um, yeah, I know. It's So, like, they do show them on the TV. Um, and the sweet, sweet holders get to see the replays. No, Those of us out there in the stands that are standing in line to go to the bathroom. Right, no. Oh, we, we don't, get, we don't a, get all the replays. That's a bummer. Um, no, they, but seriously, um, so that not really showing – why not? Why – like – it's, okay, it's, I, I, it's I hit and miss. It. It's some. I, okay. I don't know. Anything right. that's borderline controversial, they don't show. I was gonna say, do they not want to show any negative plays for the Broncos? I, I guess that's too old school. It's twenty twenty three. Like we could be home. I watch every replay that exactly. they'll show me. Exactly. You you come in there. So like an hour before kickoff, went ahead and went to my seats, and they're showing the Bengals game on one screen, and then I'm watching Garrett Bowles stretch on the big giant new TV. Like how about showing all the red zone games? Mm. Well, how about using that? 
that big hey, we'll see. big we'll new screen maybe, maybe for they'll, that. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll, um, you want to know what was so cool? March Madness being down at the Pepsi Center. They had the game on the floor, and then they would flash to another game up on the Jumbo Tron. I yeah. never saw that. It's like, this is amazing. It's so smart. Cool. It, and like you said, it's 2023. Let's not act like it's 1985. Yeah. Uh, so anyhow, in terms of Russ being set up to fail, I'm sitting in the stands. I'm watching this game, and it's what I've told everybody. And it wasn't about Alberto specifically, but Alberto was the tipping point of, okay, you traded away another playmaker. How many blocking tight ends do you need? And I wrote about it at denversports.com when Tim Patrick got hurt. You're going to make the same mistake you did a year ago when you said, oh, Brandon Johnson and Kendall Hinton and, and, and KJ Hamler, they can fill the void. This year it's, oh, Brandon Johnson and Marvin Mims and, you know, Lloyd what did Jordan you want Humphrey. The, what did you want yeah. them to do? Did you point out in the, in the there piece was, what you wanted to do? You know, there's uh, Julio Jones, Jarvis Landry. Oh, there's a lot of veteran on, guys on, out there. You could go sign. Go make a deal. I don't know. Get so creative. Guys, that's why Stokely's they're still available to right, you. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Put <laughs> me in the mix. Well, I, I, I guess. Hey, put if, me in. You might as well. You call it. I mean, you know what? They're if, ancient. So if if you had played, if you had ever had a cup of coffee with the Saints, you probably would be down there because that's all Sean Payton does. But. Oh, that's not so fair. That's I'm, not fair. I'm watching I'm like, this group. That's not fair. I'm watching this group out there, and it's a pedestrian batch of running backs. Now, maybe Javante Williams will become more than pedestrian at some point, but he's not. He's coming back from his injury. It's a pedestrian group of running backs. It's especially once Greg Dulcich got hurt. You want to look at why the second half was three points? They didn't have another playmaker on the field because he got hurt on the last drive of the first half. Might be the worst tight end room in football. It's unbelievably right, bad right now. Which was my point when the Albert O trade happened. Albert O, it's still Albert, be the worst. Albert to make it worse. Just don't stop but saying Albert what they, O. Look what they had in the second you half. You wanted to get playmakers. Albert O's not a playmaker. And you know what, you know what I get tired of hearing about? plays. You know what I get tired of hearing about? It's the local media who just repeats the talking points about what a great run blocker Chris Manhurts is. Like they ever watched Manhurts play in New Orleans. And you know what? We finally saw a Manhurts moment the other day. It was a penalty. That was the only time we've seen him do anything in orange and blue. On Jaleel McLaughlin's first run. Whether yeah. it was training camp or a, a preseason game or now a regular season game, that's your man hurts moment. So let's go ahead and <laughs> your man you know, hurts find a sponsor for that and put it up on the scoreboard since we're not showing us any replays. So, and then you look at the receiver room, it's Cortland Sutton, who would, you guys laughed at me when I said they should make him a tight end. Maybe he could get separation from a linebacker because he can't on a cornerback. That guy is just no longer a number one receiver. Without Jerry Judy, it's Marvin Mims, it's Brandon Johnson, it's a bunch of guys who can't get open. But we're expecting, with no playmakers around him, we're expecting Russell Wilson to just... This How much money is he making? This ain't chicken salad that they're asking him to make. They're asking him to make you know chicken cordon bleu with what they're serving him. It's ridiculous. He was the best player in an orange jersey on Sunday by a country mile. I haven't even got to the defensive side of the ball. Randy Gregory, five five years, seventy million bucks, one tackle. That was his stat line. One tackle, completely ineffective. Might as well not have been suited up. They introduced the starting defense for the game. How did you have the Broncos winning twelve games then? Yeah, Hang on, I'll right, get you. Right. Yeah. Oh I my mean, goodness. Yeah, I know. Like, like, Jerry like, Judy hadn't gotten hurt oh, at that oh, point. Jerry Judy's worth. Tim Patrick hadn't gotten hurt at that point. Albert O was still on this roster. Albert at O. That point. Oh Stop goodness. saying Albert O. Don't say Albert O again. But like this you, is that, that, this I can't is a GM lose me when you say Albert O. Like Albert O's an eighty catch tight end. Like we just lost. Dang, Travis Kelsey and everybody else saw it. Right? Of like, hey, why were they in the Dalvin Cook rumors? 
Why were they in the Jonathan Taylor rumors? Because everybody else saw it. But in this town, it's like, oh, we got Javante. I mean, I got my jersey. And we got Jaleel McLaughlin, who, you know, all-time rushing leader in NCAA history and all the rest of this nonsense. It's He's been set up to fail because they have not put any talent or enough talent around him. Now, maybe when Jerry Judy comes back and if he plays on Sunday, it'll be a little bit different. But I was talking about how they have a tight end room full of a bunch of blocking tight ends before Dulcich got hurt. Now who in that group thre- who scares you? And the, no one. The play that, this is why we picked the Broncos to be a loser. The play that like, led them we, to be... Yeah. You're pointing out all right. the things that we already understand why it. we had the Broncos being a loser. You're just but, catching up. But the three and out... Were a month ago. The three and out on their last possession of the game. Right? He hits Adam Troutman, who's one-on-one. Make a play. Make a play. And he, he gets tackled. It's like, I get it. We're counting on Adam Troutman to try and make a play here. That's, I mean, it was the, third that's and the problem, 11, though. It was third that's and 11. Problem. That was the problem. It was third and 11. Well, it's both of them. It's and, the fact and, that they and, don't have and, a guy and who can make And one of the, the guys that you're banging the drum for, you know, he had a great game last night, 13 carries for 33 yards. I wonder what you would have been saying about him today after we paid him, you know, $7 bucks to come over here. I mean, Dalvin, 13 for 33, 2.5 per. Per carry, I mean, like so. Hey, I mean, you he, can't just he, you can't just point to these names and just say, "Why don't we go get this guy?" This with is a backup with a backup here. quarterback We're with a backup off. quarterback who nobody expected to play, and they put everybody in the box and they took away the run. Like Greasy Hall had it's a 10 little for ten for one twenty seven. Same team, same situation. It's a little bit of a different situation, but that's uh, like, that's okay. No, we, no, can, we can we can share stats. No, but James, this is what we were saying. We we're saying, you know, and I'm kind of clumping me and Stokely together here. It's like you don't have a slot receiver. You don't have a tight end. You, you, we, this like, offensive like, line this is offensive average line, at best. Yeah, looks terrible. And they, they were, they they were actually fine on Sunday. They were, the offensive line was Let fine. me ask you this, because you were more bullish on than anyone on Russell Wilson. He was great I, on Sunday. And I saw you get your victory lap started in the first half. He was great. And you're going to pop your Achilles like Aaron on oh, your victory lap here. Wow, wow. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's a oh, shot. Wow. Let me let me let me ask I'm you this. At least making fun of the anonymous scoreboard guy. <laughs> what player of all the guys that you just went to is Russell Wilson elevating? Your fifty million dollar quarterback. He's supposed to raise and get the best out of someone. Who did he get the best out of? And and who are you expecting him to get the best out of here? Well, the two touchdowns they scored were primarily because of him. He bought time, rolled out to his right, and threw darts. So he elevated Cortland Sutton, who finally got in the end zone. How many touchdowns is that for Cortland Sutton in the last two calendar years? I think it's. Um, uh, I think he had two last year. So I think it might be his third. I mean, w- when when you're picking guys up off the floor, you, I mean, just getting them to stand up is elevating them. Little Jordan Humphrey, right? He they, he got in the end zone. That's a that's an elevation. Adam Troutman had his career game. That's elevating him. So I mean, you can only do so much, right? I mean, did you? Did you? I mean, he's walking around and it's it's a bunch of Lazaruses. You can only elevate him so much. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. Testament on us. You know, wow. (laughs) He's a bunch of Lazarus. Lazarus is the guy who (laughs) raised from the dead. Correct. That's the old or the new. (laughs) I think that's old. Okay. Um, Russ has got a lot of skills, but he ain't doing that. Listen, he looked, look, he looked good on Sunday. He, he really he, he did. He looked fine. It was a lot of dinking and dunking. It was a lot of short passes. Okay, yeah, he was accurate with the football. Um, but that's a personnel here, issue here, still. Here, no, no, it's not. No, it's not. Um, you got to play in one safety. That, that's, that's one safety, and they still don't throw the ball down the field. Whose fault is that? It's a play caller? The guys who can't get open? The guys who are no threat? And the Raiders' game plan was pretty simple. 
We're going to come up and we're going to press you. We're going to play one safety, and if they happen to get past you, gra- just grab them. Mark's we'll telling the me penalty, they're playing shell they coverage. Slayer's telling me they're playing shell coverage, and we can't, we can't possibly run. Like, Mark's making it seem like they're playing 40 yards off of us. Like, we can't throw it deep, so we got to throw everything underneath. I'm not buying that like, at all. They don't I, have anybody that can create yeah. separation. That's yeah. the issue. There, there you go. I, I would lean more towards that right now. Um Sorry, I, I interrupted I, you because I'm fired up. No, that, no, that's, that's fine. Look, I'm, I'm the last person to you know get mad at someone for interrupting them. Um, <laughs> well said. Thank you, thank you, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, I, I I know my faults. Yes, yeah, I, I know them. Uh, but here here's my issue, James, with with what you said to a certain degree. I, I thought Russ was fine. It was better. You know, it's better. Um, but when it mattered the most, you've got to make some plays. Agreed. You, just, you, you know, you just do. And and there was two possessions there at the end of football games, and that's when it matters the most. I'm not here to dump on Russ. I'm not, you know, but that's when it matters the most, and that's when we need you the most. And it's first and goal inside the 10, right? And you throw it to Troutman. Okay, it's a good play. You get to the four-yard line. Then it was an RPO, and I don't know, like, Hand the ball off maybe and don't try to be the star like it didn't work for you in Seattle. Like, you know, like let, let's just see if we can plow one in that there. That was the play of the and, game. And he pulled it and tried to throw it to Brandon Johnson. Then now third down, again, you know, yeah, he made two plays in the red zone getting out of the pocket. He, he probably got out too early. Now Crosby's there waiting for him. He's just got to throw it away. Good job throwing it away, but we have to settle for three. Need you in those situations. The last drive, second pass play, you know, after running the ball, which – um, you know, I don't know if you should see that blitzer coming off the edge or not, but you run right into it. You lose a yard. And then, you know, probably his worst pass of the game to Cortland Sutton. Footwork yeah. was awful, kind of stepping towards the, the left, dirt. throwing yeah. it backwards to an open Cortland Sutton, you know, dirting it there. Now you're third to 11. So should that, Sutton that, have caught that ball just just asking of another? I, thought, I don't, I don't, I don't yeah. even think he had a chance. But okay. here's the thing. I, like, I don't. I think it was like. You know, at first I did, but then okay. once I resaw it, I was like, I, no, it's like looked like it bounced a couple. The stick said it hit him in the hands. He should have the touchdown it. catch last night. Who said that? The stick. Oh god. The touchdown catch oh. last night. Garrett oh, Wilson. Oh god. It might have. I don't know. I got to go back. I right. I, I, I don't want to bash him enough. Just having fun with Mark. But the touchdown last <laughs> last night by Garrett Wilson, right? Yeah. That was insane. Right. That's playing above the X's and O's. That's that's making your quarterback look good. That's a touchdown pass for Zach Wilson that wasn't a particularly good throw. And it, it, we're talking about Russ here. And, yes, could the throw to Cortland Sutton have been better? Yes. Could the ball that, that Philip Dorsett just wandered out of bounds? Oh, God, I mean, you got to like stay he, in bounds. I like mean, he yeah. had no sense of where the boundaries are? Yeah, if you'd have thrown that more inside, he wouldn't have drifted that way. But that's on Philip Dorsett. But it's to the point, based on what's around him, that Russell Wilson quite literally has to play perfect. I mean, he was 17 and 19 in the first half. One of the incompletions was him down on the ball. But he only threw, like, he threw everything two yards, it seemed like. I mean, so, I mean, he okay. was 17 for 19 for what? I mean, how many yards? It was like a buck yards? 29. Buck 29? I had, mean, that's. And he did that's very not, little in the second that's half. That's not anything to write home about. I mean, I like the completion percentage. I do. How many points did he score in the first half? 13. 13. So but that's, that's, that's not bad. But the completions percentage, if you're just looking at the box score, it's like. What they call it, it's like gilded. It's shiny, but it's not really worth anything underneath because his yards per completion were the same as Samaj P. Ryan's yards per rush. That's not what you're looking for. Again, but who was he supposed to throw it to that was – let's go th- – if we went through the film, are we going to find a bunch of times where Brandon Johnson's running wide open and Russ missed him? We're not. Are we going to find a bunch of plays that he left on the field? We're not. Like, what's, what is he supposed to do with this cast of characters? 
there's only so much when you've got a bunch of guys that, quite frankly, should be on practice squads and Cortland Sutton, who should be a third receiver, and a bunch of tight ends who wouldn't make most rosters. What are you supposed to do? I get it. He makes a ton of money, and he should elevate people. I think he, the fact that he's getting any completions to guys that should be on practice squads is elevating no, he's people. not elevating guys, though. But he's not, James. He, he's going to have to be perfect. And here's the, here's the one thing I would, I would say. It's the fourth time since 1993 teams only had six possessions in a game. I mean, it was a quirky, weird game. They scored on three of the six. They missed a field goal on the other one, so that's four out of six. They actually were somewhat efficient on offense if oh you think God. about yeah, it. Yeah, I know, and that's what everyone keeps telling me. It's like, no, they were actually efficient with their, you know, they, they averaged this many points per possession, and if you had more of them, then you'd be able to score more. And, and I could hit one good golf shot per hole, but and I, if I stop after 12 holes, like I say, if I kept playing, I would have hit more, but other stuff would have happened too. I get it, but the biggest issue is this defense can't get people off the field still. Still, they're they're a huge issue. They are. I mean, they have. A, they are. And you know what? It, part of the problem is, we keep changing coaches. We keep changing some of the personnel, and you keep having guys around here that have been a part of the losing who don't make plays. You know who made a losing play? Kareem Jackson. Mm, yeah, I agree. Right? That's Wait, a losing what? play. It's what? third and twelve. The guy's falling down. He's going to be short of the first down, and I mean, you come you, up and drill him no, in the head. No, no, That's no, a no, no. Play. I thought no. he was down when he got hit. So no, find me the Kareem no, Jackson. I'm not. Am I thinking of maybe the Justin Simmons play? No, yes, Justin, Justin, Justin Simmons. Right. He was down, and yes, Justin Simmons fine. came flying in. Another but, guy who's yeah. been here for all the losing. Right. So we all talk about the big interception he had against the Jaguars in London last year. Fine line. Where are the winning plays that these guys make? Look, we could sit on our couch or in the state. And and try to criticize, but I've been out there. It's moving fast, and I all of a sudden, it. like if you pull up and that guy lunges forward, you know, if you're Kareem Jackson, I don't know about Justin's as much. If you're Kareem Jackson, and it, I mean, it's the end of the game, and it's he's he's right at the line. This guy is, and he's he's diving kind of, he's going forward, yep. and if you don't hit him and he dives forward, everyone's gonna be like, dude. You know, okay. Why, why'd you turn that down? You know, why'd you Teddy Bridgewater? I mean, so you got to play aggressive, and it was a shame that it was like, you know, he hit his helmet, but that's just part of football. Okay, so how about this one? It's third and seven, two minute warning. You're out of timeouts. Game's on the line. Where is Randy Gregory? Yeah, where's DJ right. Jones? You're right. Absolutely. Where's and Zach they Allen? And they, and they blitzed. blitzed. And they, they, they like, still can't they, get they to They brought him. five or six. I know at least five. They brought to try to get pressure and nothing. 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 No, nothing. I, you're you're absolutely spot I on. I mean, you got to make a play there. And it happens year after year, game after game after game, because you keep trying to win with a bunch of guys that we love Alex Singleton and Josie Jewell. All right, what did they do late in the game? Right, we love DJ Jones and Jonathan Harris. Well, I mean, and, what do you want to do, and, Jay? Like, what do you want to get? You know, when they trade away Bradley Chubb and, and Zach and I are on the on the air, and I'm talking about how I hate the move. I got We got all the texters telling us, well, they got Jonathan Cooper, and they got uh, Nick Benito. I mean, those are two guys that were on milk cartons the other day. I mean, yeah, it's but just, I don't think paying Bradley Chubb $100 million right. is their, like, no. Like, yeah, so mutually exclusive. I mean, they like, were a hell of a lot better defense last year before they traded away Bradley Chubb. You know what they were after they traded Bradley Chubb? The same crap we saw on Sunday where they can't get people off James, the field. I think we're agreeing, they can't make on, plays. we're agreeing on almost everything. That, that, that That's the kicker. You're going through and, like, itemizing the Broncos, and I'm sitting here, and you're saying the same stuff that we have said before the season started. That's why we had the Broncos as a losing team. But here's where we, like, our paths diverge, is you're making it all about Russ that, like, this is, Russ is being set up to fail. The he was Bro- the best player on the field. All right. The Broncos are being set up to fail. It's not about Russell Wilson. It's about the Broncos, and Russell is not an elevator at all. 
Like, at all. Okay, so you, you, are you telling me? This is how I know the Broncos are in trouble. When you say Russell's the best player on the field, and I'm getting told he played great, and the Broncos scored 16 points what and was, lost. What was the That's conversation? That's how you know we're in trouble. What was the conversation after the Kansas City Chiefs lost on their home field to start the year? It was, man, you take away Tyreek Hill, you take away Travis Kelsey, all of a sudden even Patrick Mahomes looked pretty, pretty pedestrian. Well, you're throwing Hill in there. They were the best offense in football without him a year ago. I get it, but you, you yeah. take away enough weapons, and all of a sudden he's not elevating Tony, who can't catch the ball. I mean, you could make the, the same thing argument. Is he, it wasn't really on him. Patrick Mahomes actually played great. Why? 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 Why can't he elevate him? Why can't he get he, him to? Why can't he, did, he get him to catch, catch the, the ball. ball? I mean, they got twenty points at home against the Lions. I know, I mean, but, uh, but he's got guys dropping the ball. If Russ was out there dropping dimes like Mahomes was, and so guys were catching me, it, we, we'd be agreeing. Which quarterbacks in the league with Cortland Sutton, Brandon Johnson, Marvin Mims, Adam Troutman, Samaji P. Ryan as your fa- five main weapons? Which quarterback in the league is going to put up 30 and you get six possessions? Well, with the six possessions shoehorned in there, I mean, not many. Not many. There's not uh, enough. There's not enough. And no, look, but, but, but you're what matters, here's what matters, okay? Like you keep going back to the six possessions is your last two possessions. You've got to be better. You've got to finish that drive off with a touchdown. And I don't know what he's being taught. You know, that, like we said, that RPO play on that second down, huge play. I mean, you're right. I think it's second and goal from the three or four yard line. And it looked like to me that it was an RPO and he kind of rode to running back and he decided to raise up and throw the football. Yeah. Um, not sure what he's being taught or coached there. Um, if it was just a fake run and, and we're going to hit Brandon Johnson or if it was a true RPO. But, you know, so like, I, I don't know. That might have been a big X on Russ. He might have got a negative. Maybe. He, he might have got a red on that one. And on the, on the play after that, you escaped, you got out of the pocket too quick. So Maybe. a lot of things that we as, um, you know, just as fans don't really know um, in certain situations, we, we, we might not be, you know, being able to see the full picture. And, and I'm not and saying some he was, of the negatives I'm not there. saying he was perfect by any means. Right, and the plays you outlined are, are good examples. But you you talked about how hey, why did I pick this team to go twelve and five? One, they were healthier then. By the time the season started, I was down to ten and seven because they didn't replace Tim Patrick. Jerry Judy was uh, on the sideline, and that was the Sean Payton effect. I give Sean Payton an F for his first game, an F. I mean, you're out there. You, and I heard you guys talk about it yesterday. You hit the nail on the head with this kicker situation. If you're going to cut Brandon McManus and you don't have a plan. Then you go through the entire preseason with snapper, holder, kicker being one combination. The first time Will Lutz kicked a anything in a game with the Broncos uniform on was the extra point that he shanked, and that was the difference in the game. Then you get down there, what was it, fourth and three at the 37, and you decide to settle for a 55-yard field goal. Are you a riverboat gambler like you showed on the onside kick, or are we playing conservative? Pick a lane, Sean. Yeah, Which one are we doing here? He was disjointed a, a bit. I, I, I do agree with that part. Like, hey, we're here to win it, and we're taking advantage of every possession. You can make the same argument when now it's fourth and goal and it's a 13-10 game. Do you try and put away the Raiders there? Because as odd as this sounds, a team, the Raiders had scored 10 points. The Broncos hadn't really stopped them. I didn't think they were going to prevent the Raiders from running out the clock at the end of the game. They could not get them off the field other than the, the fluky bounce interception in the end zone. So Sean Payton needs to figure out what's his personality and stop being gambler in one point and Mr. Conservative in another, and I'm going to rely on my defense. He needs to pick a lane. I give him an F for his first game. And, I, I mean, Nathaniel Hackett could have done could have turned in that performance. No, 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 no. Let's not go there. Vic Fangio I, I, I like the way he schemed things up offensively for Russ. I felt like he held his hand there, and that's why we saw a lot of the dinking and dunking. That's why you feel like Russ was the best player out there. you got to give Sean some credit for that. 
Sean also put together this roster that has virtually no skill position players that makes who if you're I don't know if you can put the roster right, near no, one not, not, no no you can't if he, you're he, on, some of the moves you can put on him yeah, certainly but yeah, you can't put the whole the roster. roster no Ron, you can't who's do Ron that. Rivera losing sleep worried about this week nobody nobody that's I agree that's the that's the problem. I agree that's the problem I agree all right wow we covered a lot of ground there really good conversation um they hey you better win this weekend, or you're going to see Jared Stidham on the backstretch. Maybe. You're going to see Jared Stidham on the backstretch of the season. On my way out, I just got to get this in. How about those buffs? Hey, how about those buffs, man? They are crushing it. Yes, sir. They are crushing it. Okay. Uh, shifting gears here a little bit. Got to tell you about the King Supers fan football pick em. Uh I'm going to do this uh, read, and then I'm going to go into the hallway and eat pizza, courtesy of Brandon Stokely, who had to buy me lunch this week. Guys, I got him, coach. But you can. <laughs> he said the site was down. I haven't heard that. We've been doing this. For... I haven't heard that one yet. That's good. Creative. Uh, you can still get registered. The weekly winner gets 250 bucks to my friends at King Supers. Register now at denversports.com slash picks. It costs nothing to get involved. And even if you missed this past week, you can still jump on board and you'll be eligible to win uh, uh, by week. All right. Okay. Shifting gears here a little bit. The Broncos have a big liability on the defensive side of the ball. And the question I asked is, can it be fixed? That's next. Denver Sports Station 104.3 The Band presents Stokely and Zach. Pretty big liability on the defensive side of the ball. Can it be fixed? Now, I could be talking about three or four different things here. But the the person I'm talking about, the human being I'm talking about, is Damari Mathis. Yeah. What did you make of Damari Mathis on Sunday? He struggled, obviously. Um, you know, watching him last year, he had the game where he had a bunch of those pass interference, I believe, calls, you know, penalties, excuse me, and struggled, right? Um, and then, but overall, I was like, okay, he bounced back and started making some plays. And I was excited about watching him this year. Seemed like he had a pretty good camp. It did. And when you play opposite of Pat Sertan, you're going to get a lot of action, okay? Until you show that um, you can make plays and be open to those challenges, Guess what? They're going to continue to throw at you over and over and over again. Where's Sertana? Okay, we're going opposite. That's just what they're going to do, folks. Right? So, I mean, it's not going to stop. They're not going to feel bad for you because you're struggling a little bit. Just got to start making a few plays. That's what you got to do. You just got to start making a few plays, and it's a tough position to play. It, It really is. Especially in today's NFL, you're not going to get the benefit of the doubt out there. They're going to keep attacking you. So, I don't know. I mean, I guess in certain situations, you know, coaches could help you out maybe a little bit, but not really. Not really. Yeah, no, we're not going to sit there and play cover two. Right. Um, not, we're not that type of defense where you got a safety over the top. So you just got to go out there and make some plays, you know, Zach. And, and unfortunately, like I said, guess what? It's only going to get more. more. People see it on the film. You know, it's it's like they, they start salivating. They're ready. 
They want more. You know, the receivers see that. Like, okay, yeah. that's where we want to go. We're going to eat. Quarterbacks see it. Offensive coordinators see it. I mean, that's where they're going to attack um, um, consistently game in and game out until you start making some plays. So uh, it will continue this week with Sam Howell and, and that receiving crew that they have, which has got a lot of weapons. All right. Um, wide receiver-wise this weekend, you're going to see Terry McLaurin. You're going to see uh, Jahan Dotson. You're going to see Curtis Samuel. Samuel. Yep. yep. Um, Good group. Yeah. Good three, good yeah, kind of underrated a, a little bit in terms of, like, you know, fantasy football stuff or whatever. Uh, but but solid group. When I mean, it, Terry McLaurin is a I mean, he's know, top a, 10 receiver. Yeah, he's a dude. Uh, yeah. yeah. He, he's the real deal. And then the other guys are, you know, Curtis Samuel's a little bit like of a um, a guy you can do a lot of different things with, a jack-of-all-trades type mm-hmm. of receiver. Mm-hmm. Well, you'll see them hand him the football and things like that on jet sweeps. So, uh, But, yes, a, a good group there. Uh, Damari Mathis, this past Sunday, Jimmy Garoppolo had a 150 passer rating when targeting Mathis, according to Pro Football Focus. Jimmy G threw at Mathis nine times, including both touchdowns to Jacoby Myers. Passes thrown on Mathis produced 95 yards on eight receptions. Six of those eight were catches going to Jacoby Myers. And I, I, I'm well, what do you what do you make of it? What do you think? I mean, uh, what do you think? I mean, bench him. Uh, let him try to fight through it. I mean, what are you going to do? Well, I don't think you can bench him. Um, what, <laughs> what other options do we have? Well, if you wanted to, I mean, it's it's just too early to to to, to bench him. But if you wanted Agreed. to, just looking forward, I mean, Isang Bassi. I mean, Riley Moss is uh, banged up, right? I mean, he's yeah. I think he probably started on IR. I would think or pup or something, but he's not. I don't think he's available right now. Um, I, I'm not 100% sure. But he had practiced all the camp. He had some kind of hernia right, surgery right. or whatever. So, no, we're not putting him in. He's a rookie. Um, so, he's he's not going in right now. Yeah, like, you got to let him try to work it out. Yeah. So, he's a young football player. You're not yep. going to give up on him after one game. But certainly, yeah, you're, you're starting to look at these other guys, like you said, um, you know, Bassey or whoever, right? I mean, that's where you're at um, because it was a bad start. It and was. It's not going to get any easier. I mean, just, Jacoby Myers? Yeah. Um, I hadn't really watched him play a whole lot, but he's good. He is good, man. He's good. Like, he's got good moves. He's got good – you can see why the Raiders picked him up in free agency. He's a good wide receiver when he's not trying to throw passes at the end of games. Mm. He's the one that did that last year against the Raiders, right? Uh, Was that uh, New England? Yes. That's who he played for. He's the one that tried to throw it across his body in a tied game with three seconds left, and uh, Mad Max intercepted it and stiffed arm uh, Mac Jones. Yes, 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 that's right. Good memory. So that that was Jacoby Myers that threw it. Wow. So just as long as he's running, he's like, I watched him, you know, run some of those routes in the game. And like, okay, I see you. Like, he's got some good quickness, runs good routes, catches the ball well. Uh, So it's not like he's a, you know, he, he's not a good player out there. He is, but this is what you're going to see. I mean, you don't think you're going to see good receivers when you face the Chiefs, right? Or the or the, or the Chargers? Well, how Mike about Williams, Keenan Allen, and the and the rookie from TCU, the Dolphins? There you go. That, I mean, I mean, that's in two weeks. But Jalen Waddle. That's what I'm saying. And, yeah. and, and that's what I'm saying. Jalen Waddle, who walked in the league and I believe set the rookie record for receptions in NFL history wow. with 104 out of the gate, over 1,000 yards as a rookie. And then last year was over 1,300 yards. He's the secondary receiver. That means Tamari Mathis is going to be lined up a lot of times with Jalen Waddell. And I tell you, that just scares the living you-know-what out of me. 
So, uh, again, I, you know, I was going to ask you, is there a way to mask this? Is there a way to just get in your defensive bag and get creative to try to protect this kid? You can try. You can try. There's certain things that you can do. Like I said, you can play – um, you can roll the coverage that way, which, you know what I mean? Roll the coverage like you have a safety over the top, and he kind of sits there at about five yards and reroutes the receivers and just plays zone. So you can play a little bit more zone. I think they did that on the second touchdown catch. I don't, I don't know if it was man-to-man. I think it was more zone in that situation, and he was kind of outside leverage. I, uh, <clears throat> so, yeah, you, you can do some things, you know, to help him out and not play maybe as much man uh, but, you know, eventually it be- does become man because if that guy's in your zone, right. then if unless it's cover two where you're just sitting at five and you've got a safety over the top, then you're going to be running around with these receivers a lot of the time and you got to make plays. So, yes, there's things to try to help, but dang, you know, I mean, you, you, you can't uh, baby him. You just, just like if, if that's the case and you can't play your defenses, then, you know, that you want, then you just move on, Yeah, right? Um, this isn't a cover two team. And that's what I say when you roll the coverage over the top there and have the safety help. You play more quarters where they're both playing a quarter of the field, the safety and the cornerback. But if the receiver's in your area, you're pretty much playing a man-to-man. You got to make some plays. You know? This is not um, it's not Pop Warner. Yeah. So you got to go out there and, um, and do it. And if not, then you're not the right guy to play for the Denver Broncos. It's time to move on. But I don't think we're there yet at all. At all. I don't think we're there yet. But he, de- he definitely struggled. Needs to get better. Um, but it's not the first cornerback we see struggle. That is for sure. All right, uh, get your phone out. We're going to give something away. Uh, we are going to be live at Brothers Barbecue off I-25 and Arapahoe on Thursday from noon till 2 with another edition of our War Room series. So much fun. You can come grab lunch and listen and hang out, take a picture, give a pound to Brandon Stokely. James Merlat will be there. No Sean Moreno will be there. Nate Jackson will be there. Cecil Lammy will be there. All right, we're going to discuss where Russ and Sean Payton are heading going into week two against Washington. And with that, we are giving away a $50 gift card to Brothers Barbecue right now to caller number four at 303-713-1043. Best of luck to all of our callers and congrats to the winner. Brothers Barbecue is just the best. Okay, the Broncos lead the NFL in one key stat, not just in the first week of the season, but over the last six years. I'll tell you what that is coming up next. You're listening to Stokely and Zach on Denver's Sports Station, 1043 The Fan. Football League in one key stat. Not just this season, but over the last six years, the Denver Broncos lead the NFL in one stat that you do not want the title of. Oh, uh, so it's a bad stat to lead. (sighs) I mean, there's a lot to choose from, Zach. There's a lot of candidates here. Where does your head go? Oh, man. Um, the last six years, 
man. It goes into a lot of different places. Um, dark places. Dark. Dark. Very dark. And um, unwanted places. Like, okay. All right. Well, like lowest win percentage. Like most losses, most blowout losses, most um, games that you were favored that you lost. I mean, just like it, 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 it's, it's unlimited. It's <laughs> unlimited. <laughs> I mean, that's what it is. It's just like you could just keep going down this road of bad things, and it could be one of them. Where, yeah. What is it? Sunday's 17-16 loss to the Raiders. Another one-score loss for the Denver Broncos. The defeat, and I read this uh, from Andrew Mason on DenverSports.com, the defeat was the Broncos' 35th one-score defeat. In the last six years, 35 different game days, the Broncos lost by one score. No other team has more than 33 of those. And since the start of the 2021 season, so this is a little bit more recent here. Since the start of the 2021 season, the Denver Broncos have 15 one-score losses. That's three more than any other team. And their five and fifteen record since two thousand and twenty one. Five and fifteen in one score games uh, is dead last in the NFL. Bad teams find ways to lose games, Zach, and that's what it is, buddy. That's just that's that's the way it is. Um, bad teams find ways to lose these games. Like like look look around college football. Look in the NFL. Like yeah, the, and the Broncos have been a bad team. They've been a bad product. So close games. Guess what? You're going to find a way to screw it up. Somehow, some way. And, you know, um, different story, different day. Different story, different Sunday. Doesn't matter. Oh, it's one one, one game, it's Gardner Minshew. One game, it's Russell Wilson just like, what? The, where the heck are you throwing the football like against the Colts? Games like those, right, where you just find different ways to screw it up. But that's what bad football teams do, Zach, right? Good football teams, they win close games. Bad football teams lose them. Okay, so um, I get it. They played a lot of close games, but that's maddening as a player. Yeah. You know, when you've, when you've been so close and you just like, it's uh, you, you start becoming um, <clears throat> like that. Here we go again. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, that's the mindset. Here we go again. This is what we do. Like, oh, my gosh. The offense can't get it. Um, you can't finish, can't score a touchdown to finish it off, and then you know. So the defense is looking at them like, "Come on, guys, we're, we're right there. Just we, all we need is a field goal." Up, oh, yep. There's our offense, and then the offense is looking like defense give us a stop. Up, oh, no, our defense can't get us a stop. So that I mean, that's that's becomes the mindset, and that becomes the thought process as players. Right. You're like waiting for the other shoe to drop. Yeah. You want to know what's crazy is that we're saying this about the Broncos on the heels of a loss to the Raiders, when I think of the Raiders, that's kind of what I think of, like, that team will find a way to screw it up, just traditionally. It's just kind of like who they've been, and that's that's who the Broncos are. And we got a sample size of six years here, and it doesn't matter if you want to look from 2021 on or the last six years. Like, the Broncos have lost one more one-score games than anyone else in professional football. And if you remember a year ago with the, 
with Hackett, I, I started to call them, um, you know, uh, uh, Hackett blowouts because losing by one or two was just that was that was the norm. And of course, then we want to say, oh, if you just you know tack on three points to every game, and yeah, you know, Broncos just, are a playoff team. It just it doesn't work like that. Not last year. Not this year. Not 2019 or 2020. It it just doesn't work like that. And I, I just, I, I can't believe, I'm still, like, even a couple days later, I just, I can't believe the Broncos screwed that game up on Sunday. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's you know, we talked about it yesterday. I, I can't either. I, I just can't. It's, I can just imagine for the players how, how frustrating, the coaching staff, how frustrating it is because um, you had that game. You had that game won. You did. And you just blew it um, because you don't know how games finish. You say one score game or you know three point game, and it's like if we just get three more points. Well, well, guess what? Then the Raiders would have tried to go score. Raiders could have scored there late, possibly if they wanted to to win by eight. Right. You know, so it's like you you play this game, and it's just like it's 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 pointless, is what it is. It's really pointless. Doesn't matter. Okay. I mean, I like the stat because it says that you know. You're, you're, you're finding ways to lose close games, and that's what bad teams do, and that's what I know. I know the Broncos have been a bad team. They have, okay? They haven't even been close to being a good team. They, they Never, ever, never, ever. Um, and maybe like a three-game sample size, uh, uh, you know, once or twice here, but they're, they're a bad football team. Bad football teams find ways to lose close games, and that's what the Denver Broncos have done. Hopefully um, that stops. But playing those games of adding three points. Hell, let's just add 10 points, man. The Broncos would have been 16 and one. I mean, come on. That's not the way it works. And it, like you said, it will never work like that. Every game is a one-off. Yeah. Every game is a one of one and every game, you know, is different and we'll see what it looks like this week. Uh, but you can't just all of a sudden just give yourself extra points. No. And that's why I don't understand, uh, uh, you know, some of our colleagues at the station and beyond, for what we know about this team and everything that we've been through, to 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 hear folks say, "Hey, no, I mean, it's it was the offense was really efficient, and if they just got more possessions, they would have scored more points." And it's like that's doing something for you. <laughs> that does nothing for me. I'm watching the game, living in reality. Yeah, they only had six possessions. If they had nine, they would have scored more points. Uh, okay. Oh, uh, they didn't though, and they're a part of the reason why they didn't. They're they're the main ingredient why that didn't happen. Both sides of the ball, so both sides of the ball. Yeah, I, you had opportunities to you know win the football game offensively. You had those totally, and you didn't. Right, you know it wasn't like you didn't have those opportunities. You did, and you failed once again. You failed when it mattered the most, both offensively and defensively. So you know there, there's always you have a lot of people that like to make excuses. You know, a lot of excuses. It's always something. It is. It is always something. It's just maddening. Um, and, you know, every year we're just trying to tell you, like, it doesn't matter. It's one year's injuries. You know, oh, my gosh. And then, you know, next year it's it's this. And then it's like, oh, man, if we just add three more points, we need more possessions. And um, the defense has got to get stops for Russell to play good. And we need more talent around Russell for him to play good. It's not his fault. And it's just, you know, Sean Payton screwed him. And this person screwed him. And and this is not, you know, set up good enough for him. And he's, you know, it's everyone else's fault. And, and you know, and I'm not putting it on Russ, but I'm just saying, like, you know, James in here, he's full of excuses. Uh, a lot of media around town are full of excuses about the injuries and all these other things. It's like, 
guys, it 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 doesn't matter, and right? no one cares. No, 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 no one. I mean, uh, did 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 that help Nathaniel Hackett? No. Did that help Vic? Did that help Vance? You no. know, I mean, no. Either you win or you lose, and that's the bottom line. And um, the season's not going to stop for the Jets. They got to find a way to, you know, um, try to get it done without Aaron Rodgers. And we're going to have more injuries here. So you just got to find a way to get it done. And and they were and that's the thing here. That's a frustrated. They were on their way to doing it, finding a way to get it done without your best playmakers, without Jerry Judy, and then without Dolchitz. And uh, you know, obviously, they're not the best, most talented um, skill position guys. But that's what we got, right? That's what we got. And I liked the way there Sean Payton was dialing things up and and calling plays, and it was working. And then it just it just they just didn't finish, and that's what's frustrating because that would have been a nice win. Like oh yeah, how they schemed it up and how they got it done, and Russ throwing those two touchdowns outside the pocket, and um, and then you're right there, you're right there, and then you just couldn't cross the finish line. You got so close, and um, you know that's that's what this league is. It's not a try hard league, you know, like. Mark. Mark and Mike, <laughs> I want to tell you. Mike's got a switching, though. He wants results now. Mark is still okay with the try-hard league and patting people on the back and giving hugs. Nathaniel Hackett style. He's, he's, he's a hugger. He's a hugger now. He is. Mark's very encouraged after Sunday. The Broncos yeah. will win a lot of games this year if they're that efficient on offense. Man. Yeah. All right. 16 points? <laughs> I mean, goodness like, gracious. Does he want to Mark see more knows points? better. Mark knows better. That's the thing. Mark knows better. He needs, he needs to apologize is what he needs to do. I like that. If he apologizes, okay, if he apologizes, we'll let him up and we'll shake his hand. <laughs> and we'll shake his hand and we'll say, okay, I, I get it. We get it. Like yep. some people say something. We talk three hours a day. Like right. sometimes you're you gonna, say something exactly. like you regret. Like yeah. I probably shouldn't have said that. Yep. Right? So if he apologizes, we'll accept his apology and move on. But if he doesn't, he's in for a long season. That's all I got. And he's got till when, 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 when's the deadline? Tomorrow, 9 a.m. Tomorrow at 9. Okay, he's got one day. <laughs> he's got to apologize. And if he doesn't, it, we're, we're, it's going to be a bad year, year for him. It's going to be a bad <laughs> oh, no. year for him. So I think he might want to think about it. And those uh, and, and friends of Mark need to reach out to him. Yes. And encourage him to apologize. Text him right now. Wake him up from his nap. Yes. If you have Mark Slayer's phone number, you text him right now and tell him to apologize for saying he is wildly encouraged about what he saw and saying the Broncos are going to win a ton of games this year. Yes. And we'll forgive him. (laughs) But if not, it's full full steam ahead. All right. It's going to be even harder to get the Broncos offense up to speed for week two after news that we received this morning. Details next.